7 o'clock. Thanks for joining us. Jim along with the Buckeye Boy from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. Thanks for joining us this morning on the program. It is a Wine About a Wednesday with Talon Wine. So if you got things you need to get off your chest, it's a good day to do it. Though it is Valentine's Day, so I guess what do you have to complain about? Other than maybe you have not planned for Valentine's Day? Maybe you're not ready for it? Kind of come caught, catches you off guard like Christmas, right? It's not the same day every year. Wait, wait a minute. It's, it's that it's, today is that day? Today is that that thing? We're we're, do, we're doing that thing. We're, we're yeah. We're going to dinner. I haven't no. even made a reservation. I don't. What's going on? Is <laughs> every year? We're, I thought this was just like a one-time thing. No, no, it's it's every year. Mm-hmm. It's same day. It's fourteenth. Yep. The month of February. So you're getting what steak tonight, right? Isn't that uh, isn't that the deal? Yeah, that's the rumor on, on your on the agenda for you. Yeah, pretty pretty pumped up about that. Well, you should be steak. Come on, how can yeah. you not be pumped up about it? Hopefully, by the end of the show today, uh, we'll let you know who won with uh, pigskin Pickham. Oh, still maybe waiting. yeah. Who knows? Still, <laughs> still wait. We might have the next Super Bowl roll around before we announce that. No, hopefully we'll we'll know that sometime today. Uh, we have to go through a company that that does all that stuff and tabulates things, but uh, we hope to let uh, let you know if you won the uh, Traeger Tailgater Grill from Fruita Co-op Country. Once again, thanks to Mark, who Mark uh, retiring out of Fruita Co-op Country, so uh, Ryan taking over his post. So um, want to thank Mark for that once again. Also, the uh, five hundred dollar gift cards from Plantagen Sports in the Valley Plaza. So if you're Golf season's coming up. You're looking to maybe uh, go a little inexpensive, gently used set of clubs. Yeah. Good place to check out. Out at uh, Plantagen Sports in the Valley Plaza. So we hope to let you know who won Pigskin Pick'em, powered by Kistner Motors, hopefully by the end of the program or at least to start tomorrow's program, worst-case scenario. All right, so the Avalanche... They were going through a bad scenario. They lost four straight, got smoked by Florida 4 to nothing over the weekend. They bounced back with a win at Washington last night against Ovechkin in the Capitals. We'll have some sound uh, from that uh, coming up a little bit. Uh, They've been getting smoked all up and down the Eastern Seaboard. Yeah, it's not been, it's been a really bad road trip. We'll talk with Connor McGahee about it coming up uh, later on, 840 this morning. But uh, state wrestling gets underway coming up tomorrow over in Denver for the boys and the girls. So we'll talk with the uh, Fruita Monument wrestling coach Lucas Archuleta later on this hour. And also Chad Deer, coach of the District 51 Phoenix girls wrestling team. We've got 11 wrestlers going. And you got to like their chances of winning state. Mm-hmm. And it's been a little bit of a drought when it comes to state champions here in the Valley. It's been a few years since that's happened. No, um, the local paper, Daily Sentinel, they had a, uh, a piece on it. And uh, 
Do you remember the last District 51 wrestlers to win a state title? Or? Oh. Went to, the, um, went to the same school. It wasn't it. Dawson Collins at Junction? There you go. And Kieran Thompson, both from Grand Junction, back in? Uh, I'm going to say 16. 2020. Oh, okay. It's the last time. So it's been a few, it's not been forever. Time is a flat circle with some of the local kids. Gotcha. I know. It's like, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's like, oh, that was 10 years ago. No, that was was 25. Oh, that was Mm -hmm. last year. No, that was seven years ago. It's like, no, it wasn't. Like, no, there's no way that was seven years ago. Like, it just happened. Confetti's still falling. No, no, that was a... No, there. It was a decorated... He's They're, got kids in high school now. It's like, <laughs> it's oh, a, come on. It was a long time ago. So, yeah, yeah you know, but i pretty happy I got the name that, right. That was good. It was very good. So we'll talk with Lucas Archuleta, also uh, Jeff Johnson, Fertile Monument Girls coach coming up. They have Central tomorrow night at its Central. Got a little help from Durango mm-hmm. with the... Uh, Demons victory over Central on Monday night. So uh, we'll talk with Jeff Johnson about that. For the Fruit of Boys, it's it's already soda. Sal- salted away, sewed up with the uh, Southwestern League title. Now for the uh, Palisade girls last night, everything we were told mm-hmm. was that they had already won it. But I think more last night was more they official official, and it was they they cut down the nets last night. I think they were kind of just holding back on that a little bit. Oh, didn't they also do it on the road? <laughs> down the road. So I think that was kind of the feeling. Down somebody else's myth. Yeah, you, you can't do that. And so I think they kind of just uh, said, hey, tonight we, we clinched it. Yeah. Even though they pretty they had already pretty much clinched it last week. They reclinched again. They clinched again. They reclinching mm-hmm. of the Western Slope League title last night by the uh, the Palisade girls. Chloe Simons of the big game, 16 points. And... Uh, Held another opponent to under 40 points this season. So, a uh, very impressive effort by Palisade girls last night. Palisade boys didn't defend particularly well. Parker Newbanks hit five threes last night for Eagle Valley. He had 21 points as the Palisade boys still in position to make the 5A state tournament, but uh, certainly took a bit of a hit last night uh, with that loss to Eagle Valley. So, we'll dive into all that coming up a little bit. Grand Junction of Montrose there in the hardwood last night. With uh, Montrose going into the Tigers' gym. Going into that gym for the last time. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't think before of that. Before the new gym is built, uh, before they start playing in the new gym next year. And uh, Montrose getting the sweep last night. Delta, they get the split at uh, Coleridge with the girls winning and the Panther boys taking a loss. So we have a lot to get to on the program this morning. Happy Valentine's Day, by the way, to you and your significant other. What's the one thing you love about sports? What's the thing you love about it? Hmm. Give that some thought. But why do you love it so much? I mean, you're a lifelong sports fan. Mm-hmm. I'm a lifelong sports fan. We we both have played sports. We consume sports. On a on a very steady yeah. basis, both nationally, regionally, locally. What do you love about it? What do you love the most? Do you love high school? Do you love college? Do you love professional? I think that's a question that's answered differently by everybody. There are those folks that 
that just love, love, love high school sports. Mm-hmm. We certainly have a love of it, passion for it. And there's those people that just love a sport and none others, which... That's true. That's the one that always confuses me the most. Like, I understand I love high school football more than the pros. I get it 100%. It's not how I view it, but I totally understand. But the... I watch basketball and I hate football and baseball and hockey and soccer and motorsports and swimming and all this other it's like how i just can't get my head around liking only one sport having a favorite i do baseball's my jam sure but only liking one is always like i just don't understand how do you not like anything like else how, how did this doesn't make any sense there's nothing about any other sport that you find appealing yeah, I, I'm with you on that. I because I guess if I had to pick a favorite, probably would be football. But I always be like, "What one do you like to call the most?" Well, it's kind of whatever season it is. Because mm-hmm. I do love baseball and right. I do love basketball, and I lo- I've I've learned to love hockey over the years. Mm-hmm. Always had a an affinity for it, but growing up here, not a lot of opportunity to really to be in, immersed in the sport. And then right. we had the, the Colorado Rockies back then before they became the Devils. And, you know, the Rockies hockey team was, eh, not great. Don Cherry was like the, the highlight of, of that organization being in the state. And so it really wasn't until the Avalanche moved from Quebec that you know, hockey became a bigger part, bigger part of my job, mm-hmm. you know, what we cover, but also something I really have, have got into and, and really enjoyed. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, I'm with you on that, though. I, I can't just go, yep, I just love just blank. that one. And I don't care about anything else. And I guess it would make, it makes a little more sense if you're like, I love NASCAR. I'm not a stick and ball sports guy. Okay. Okay. And I, I, and I get there. Motorsports. You like right. motorsports. And but that's if you fine. like a stick and ball sport and none of the others, that always confuses me because we know people like that. It's like, how do you... Like, I don't understand. Like, I'm n- not trying to be insulting, but it's like, how is your brain wired at that point? Like, I just don't understand. Because I, I... I'm with you on that. I will watch... One, I have an affinity for my teams. I will watch sports I don't particularly know very well if my team is playing it, like Ohio State. Sure. I, if I come across a game on Big Ten, it says Ohio State anything, I click it on for at least 10, 15 minutes. Whether it's badminton, beach volleyball, uh, not a lot of beaches in Columbus, you no. know, field hockey, whatever. Like, I'm watching for a little bit. Because you love Ohio yeah, State. That's because my team. You, because you care about the institution, mm-hmm. about the athletic department. I'm going to check that out. But I'll graze into a game. If, I'm not, if I don't have anything else in particular that I'm watching, I'll graze into whatever the game is. Like, oh, it's got a got the flu, and it's 2.30 in the morning, and Aussie rules football. Sure. Yeah. I'll check it out. Hey, there's live cricket? Uh, sure. I have no idea what's going on, but, hey, it looks interesting. It's baseball-ish. A cousin of baseball? Your cousin from India that plays kind of baseball-ish? So I'm like, I 
I don't know what it is I love about sports. I just know that I do. Yeah, I, I I'm with you. Maybe, maybe that's not maybe that's not the best question to ask because we just love it because we just yeah. do. It's a good question. I just don't know how to answer it. That's the thing. It's like I don't know. I'm trying to think. Is it the old wide wide world of sports, the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat? Yeah, I I just I just always liked competing. Whether I was yeah. good at it or bad at it, I, I liked competing. And and having an older brother that, that loved sports, mm-hmm. my, my late brother Bob, got me into that. Cousins that played sports and had really successful high school careers. I mean, it was kind of part of of the family narrative, if you will. Yeah. And, and and so, yeah, and it, and it really, it was something from, you know, being a little kid playing Little League Baseball, a monument Little League, mm-hmm. and watching the Reds as a kid. And then baseball probably was my first love. I'll always have a, a, a love and a passion for baseball because that was the first sport that I ever really played. Yeah. Was Little League Baseball. And then it was youth basketball through the Parks and Rec program back in the day over at West Middle School. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and so, and then junior football. And like, what? Then I was sixth grade. So, I mean, that it, it, that was kind of the progression for me. Played one year of soccer before I could play football. Was promptly told, you should go play football. <laughs> go play American tackle football. European football. That's son, not for you. Son is not for you. That is not your jam. But I appreciate just, the sport. Yeah. You know, I, I don't love it like the other ones. No offense to soccer. I've, I've grown in appreciation of it over the years. Mm-hmm. It's weird. For me, my love of sports predates my memory, I guess. Like, it's... I don't remember the days when I could not walk and could not talk. I can now, and I right. know, try to be upright at both. Like, I don't remember starting to love sports. I just know that I always have. You always had a, an affinity you know, for it. I just know that since I can remember, I've been an Indians, Guardians fan, Browns, Cavs, Ohio State. You know, when I, at 10, Rockies came in, and so my love for them has gradually grown. And then 13, 12, 13 is when the Avs came in. So kind of added that into the fray. Right. And, and like for me, I was a huge Reds fan because... The big red machine, they were everywhere. Sparky and Bench and Rose and and Griffey and Gullet and those guys. I mean, they were they were on TV all the time. They were winning World Series. And and back then, I mean, whatever was on NBC or whatever whatever national network. I mean, that's what you the game of the week, and you get to see a lot of Cincinnati Reds baseball. At least when I was a kid. And we didn't have a baseball team here. We had the Denver Bears, but we didn't have a professional team, obviously, at that time. And I, I liked the Broncos, but I didn't love the Broncos when I was a kid for a very brief period of time because they just weren't very good. Mm-hmm. When you're a kid, you be, you're more fickle. And so the Vikings were on TV all the time. That 11 o'clock window on CBS and a love for Ann Tarkenton and Ahmad Rashad and Chuck Foreman. And so I, I was a Vikings fan when I was a kid for a very brief period of time. And then the Broncos got good. And I'm like, you know what? I Pick a team. Pick a team to be a fan of, young Jimmy. And I did. I, be, I became a, a full-time Broncos fan. I mean, I always, always liked the Broncos. 
it was it was tough to love them back then because they just weren't very good. But fortunately, that that changed 77, 78 when they got to the Super Bowl. And you're like, okay. Made it easier. Made a lot made a lot easier. But success. I, but helps. I became a fan really before that. I it wasn't that mm-hmm. wasn't the year that okay, I'm I'm on the bandwagon now. It was probably a year or so before that. Mostly when I lost the five dollar preseason bet to Mark Painter. Oh. The Vikings Broncos preseason game. Five dollars. I mean, when you're a kid. It's a ton of money. It's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And as an early degenerate gambler, betting five bucks and losing on a preseason game. What a sucker oh, bet. Man. In a preseason game. Not a regular season game. Not a regular season game. No. A preseason game. game. A practice game. And I lost my five bucks. I'm like, yeah. you know what? Damn it. Done with this. I'm done with this. It's a Broncos for me. Still have a soft spot for the Vikings. We'll always have a soft spot. Mm-hmm. But uh, I possess no Minnesota Vikings gear in my closet. None whatsoever. All right, 717. And it's time for What's Happening. What's Happening. And it's brought to you by ComWest, your technology partner. They help business owners grow their business by providing quality, reliable, personalized technology solutions that support and secure their business technology consistently and professionally. It's one call, one team, one goal, helping your business grow. They help your IT needs with cybersecurity, backup, and disaster recovery. They can also install a new business phone system or improve your surveillance or install cameras for your surveillance. Call ComWest today, 970-242-8142, or go to comwestcorp.com. All right, uh, you want to hit some music for me over there for uh, the Avs victory last night? Sorry, I didn't catch that. What? I was, had something playing in cube. My bad. That's okay. You want to hit the avalanche music for yeah. me? Thank let me, you. Uh, let me find it. Sorry. Okay. I'm totally off guard. That's okay. That's all right, man. I was queuing up for Valentine's Day. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Avalanche snapped a season high four-game losing streak with a 6-3 win in Washington Tuesday night. Colorado's Arturi Lekkinen posted his best game since returning from a neck injury to net two goals and two assists. After getting shut out 4 to nothing at Florida, Avs defenseman Bowen Byram says they were determined to get things turned around. I thought we came out and competed hard. I think that was a big thing. Um, you know, we kind of had a sour taste in our mouth about how we performed in that Florida game. So we came out hard to kind of let them slip back into the game there, but I thought it was a pretty full 16-minute effort. Colorado's two points behind Dallas in the Central Division as they head to Tampa to face the Lightning tomorrow night. Rockies relief pitcher Daniel Bard will miss all of spring training after the veteran injured his left knee. The 38-year-old Bard will have surgery to repair a torn meniscus. He'll miss five to seven weeks. He hoped to compete for the Rockies' closer spot this season. Bard told the Denver Post he was playing catch at his home in Greenville, South Carolina when he heard his knee pop. Tyler Kinley and Justin Lawrence will duke it out for Colorado's closer role. Catch Rockies spring training baseball on the Team Sports Network. After 12 years with the Rockies TV broadcast, Jenny Kavner will move on to the A's organization. Kavner will serve as the primary play-by-play for NBC Sports California's coverage of athletics games, becoming the first woman primary play-by-play in Major League Baseball history. Congratulations to Jenny Kavner on uh, that historic uh, accomplishment. Last night, Colorado State men's basketball team lost at San Diego State 71-55. Josiah Strong had 14 points to lead the Rams. Palisade boys and girls basketball team split with Eagle Valley. When they hosted the Devils Tuesday night, the Bulldog girls officially clinched the 5A Western Slope League title 
with their 44-34 win over Eagle Valley. Palisades' Chloe Simons led all scores with 16 points, with Delaney Wright adding 10 points off the bench. Second-year Bulldogs coach Don Baver says the program has come a long way in a short period of time to win a league championship. It's amazing. It comes down to the girls and their hard work, and that's what it's all about during the offseason. You know, they come in and they grind every day in the gym, and I'm just so proud of them. You know, when I took over the program two years ago and they had five wins the previous year, and last year we went 7-16 and 16 and really were getting going towards the end there. And Palisade moves to 16-6 and six overall, 5-0 and oh in the league. The Bulldog boys fell to Eagle Valley 72-65 to 65 with... L.J. Ballinger's 17 points and two three-pointers pacing Palisade. Lane Rapilius added two threes and 15 points. The Bulldogs dropped to 9-13, and 2-3 and three in the WSL. Palisade coach Corey Hitchcock says their goal is to get to the 5A state tournament no matter what seed they get. Yeah, you know, I think we're going to be around 30, 31, which is going to be a tough matchup for us. But, you know, at this time, you got to to beat great teams, you got to play them, and, and uh, we got to do our jobs. And I think that, you know, for us, for this team, for how young we are, to get in is probably the most important thing so we can get the experience. Bulldogs are 29th. The RPI heading into last night's game. The Devils' Parker Newbanks hit five threes and scored a game high 21 points for Eagle Valley. Both Palisade teams have senior night tomorrow when they wrap up the regular season against Battle Mountain. Montrose basketball teams picked up the sweep Tuesday night at Grand Junction. The Red Hawk girls beat the Tigers 44-19 by 18 points from A.C. Oberg and 11 points from Tegan Rocco. The win moves Montrose to 15-6 and six overall and 4-3 and three in the Southwestern League. Grand Junction falls to 6-16 six and 16 overall and 0-7 and seven in league play. Red Hawk boys defeated the Tigers 35-32 to, to improve to 16-5 and 3-4 and and in league. Montrose's Brecken Hutto scored 13 points in the win. Grand Junction slips to 14 and 8 and 2 and 5 in the league. Delta Girls basketball team, they have now won 16 straight. They won at Coleridge last night, 72 to 23. Guard Kylie Huff leading the way with 16 points and 8 steals. Delta Boys lost to Coleridge, 67 to 54. A huge game last night for Eric Bear for the Panthers, 27 points and 6 rebounds in that uh, loss for the Delta Boys at Coleridge last night. And that's a look at what's happening. And once again, brought to you by ComWest, your technology service partner. If you need IT help for your business, call their team today. ComWest, 970-242-8142 or go to comwestcorp.com. We'll take a break. On the other side, we'll talk with Fruit of Monument girls basketball coach Jeff Johnson. That's up next on the Jim Davis Show. I'm the morning guy. I have a Facebook group, 16 members. Some call it a fan page. I don't know. Oh, hell yeah. The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. Get in the huddle with Fruta Monument girls basketball coach Jeff Johnson on the team. And Jeff Johnson brought to you by the Rick Nelson Agency and American Family Insurance. For a free comparison, call this team of licensed professionals at 970-241-0078. Fruta Monument boys and girls play at Central tomorrow night. Jeff Johnson joins us on the team line. Good morning, Jeff. Appreciate the time as always. Yeah, no problem. Good morning to you too. So a little bit of a layoff here for your basketball team because you're supposed to play last night out at Central and uh, because of the, the weather situation, the travel conditions for uh, Central to go to Durango, their game got pushed uh, uh, to Monday. And so your game got pushed all the way to Thursday have you dealt with this this layoff, this a little bit of extended break, uh, a good thing or a bad thing for your basketball team? Uh, probably that catch-22. Um, we got uh, a couple bumps and bruises that we get a chance to heal up. But uh, uh, luckily we had a game Saturday, unlike the boys, where they haven't played for a whole week. So uh, we feel a little fortunate with that. Yeah, we, we should mention that. Yes, that you played on Saturday, able to get a game in against Chaparral. You pick up a 53-41 to 41 victory in that one. 
and uh, Liv Campbell had 14 points. Uh, Campbell Brammer had 10 points, and also uh, Addy Air had 14 points as well. So uh, a good win for your basketball team, and I said at least a chance to, to knock a, well, they keep the rust from building up too much on your basketball team before you take on Central. Right. I mean, uh, we kind of been telling the girls, hey, this, this stretch here is it's playoff, playoff atmosphere games. Um, cause we had Central and then uh, Chaparral, uh, Montrose was in there. And then now we got uh, uh, Central again. Uh, and so it, it's our tough stretch of the season. But uh, you want those tough stretches to help get ready for playoffs. Um, and uh, leagues on title, or leagues on uh, its own. It, it, if we win, it's done. Uh, so we we got to come out and compete for tomorrow night's game. And that was one of the, the benefits of uh, Central losing at Durango. It, it, it did help you guys after that loss to Montrose. It did help you out when it comes to the league championship chase. But uh, still, you want to go there Thursday night and uh, for your basketball team to, to be able to hang that uh, league championship banner uh, after a win against Central. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's our one of our major goals this year is to hang a banner this year. Uh, and, and once again, we got a chance coming close to the end of the season. Uh, and we get wrapped up, hopefully we could wrap it up uh, tomorrow night. So looking back at the last time when you we squared off against Central, you, you won it 70-52. to 52. Uh, Jeff out at your place, and uh, for you know for your basketball team, uh, some pretty balanced scoring with uh, Addy Ayers 14 points, Liv Campbell at 11, Mackenzie Mason with a really good game. She had 13 points, and Campbell Brammer had had 14 points uh, in that game against Central. And a lot of it is Christina Manzanares, as we have talked about, she's she's going to get her points. It's controlling everybody else, keeping Bryn Wagner from having a big game, keeping others from from uh, maybe coming off the bench and having an impactful game. And and that'll be, I'm sure, the, the key once again tomorrow night when you take on the Warriors. Yeah, I mean, uh, Christine and Bryn, they're going, they're going to get their points. Uh, the job is to really limit the others and make their points uh, hard points to get, uh, make them earn the points, not just give up uh, some easy looks for them. Because uh, if they get an easy look or two, uh, they'll, they'll get hot and they'll start making tough shots all day long. Uh, so... Like you said, really containing those two and uh, making the bench uh, not be able to contribute as much. Fordham Monument Girls basketball coach Jeff Johnson with us today on the, the Team Sports Network. And I think you have to like the way your team was able to bounce back, Jeff, after a very disappointing loss to, to Montrose where you had a chance to, to, to wrap up the league title and uh, just kind of take us through what, what the conversation was with your basketball team leading up to that Chaparral game and, and being able to, like I said, uh, really uh, put together a solid effort last Saturday? Um, it, it's, it's about that bounce back. Uh, we, we're still, we still had control of our destiny for league, um, even with the loss down at Montrose. Uh, so everything was still on our plate. Uh, we didn't have to ask for any help. Um, it's just going out and really being central. Now, um, before that, it was, hey, we got to beat Central and Durango. Uh, but if we we get central tomorrow, uh, that's league, and then we could start looking on finishing leagues nice and strong and trying to help our playoff seed as that comes next week. It's kind of crazy to say. Yeah, it's uh, fast approaching with the, the bracket coming out this weekend. Jeff Johnson, Wildcats girls basketball coach, with us on the Team Sports Network. And so uh, when you look at uh, the rest of your schedule, Central, of course, Thursday night coming up tomorrow, and then Saturday you host Durango. And a win tonight, like I said, it, it clinches the league title and then takes care of that business. 
But uh, Durango, with that win against Central, they're starting to get healthier. And uh, that could be a nice uh, little tune-up game for your basketball team as you get ready for the postseason, Jeff, because Durango's playing much better basketball right now. Yeah, I mean, uh, when we went down to their place, uh, I want to say they had four girls out. Um, It sounds like they have at least three of them back. Um, And and, um, that's a big thing you want in league is competitive games, uh, teams that are winning a lot of games, kind of like what told Montrose, hey, we we want everybody to be great in our league. It just helps our RPI at the end of the year uh, because we're all beating everybody out of league and then kind of beating each other up in league. Um, and it just helps the league and our RPI standings as we go throughout the year. Jeff Johnson, Fruit of Monument Girls basketball coach with us on the Team Sports Network. Speaking of the RPI, you're currently ninth in the RPI. Cherry Creek has the number one uh, RPI in, in 6A basketball. So in a really good position, Jeff, right now when it comes to postseason and, and being able to host uh, early on in, in the 6A tournament, it's uh, it's a good spot to be in right now. Yeah, um, I mean, part of our goal is that we're win league, uh, host at least one, if not two, playoff rounds, and so we're kind, of, we're really close to winning league, like we said, and then we're really close to being in that top eight to host two rounds at home next week. Um, but uh, we got to take business one game at a time. Uh, Central's priority number one, uh, and hopefully we could sneak out of their place with the win. Well, coverage of uh, both Fruit of Monument basketball teams at Central tomorrow night, right here on the Team Sports Network with pregame at 5.15, girls at 5.30, boys at 7 o'clock from Central High School. Jeff, always appreciate the time. Thank you so much, and good luck tomorrow night. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. That's Jeff Johnson, coach of the Fruit of Monument girls basketball team. So a chance to host in the first two rounds. That's right there for them, like it is for the Fruit of Monument boys as well. And so a good spot for both uh, Wildcat basketball teams heading into the final uh, few days of the regular season before the postseason starts, like I said, on Tuesday. And we'll be off Monday, by the way, mm-hmm. for President's Day. But uh, Tuesday will be fast and furious as yeah. we uh, get right into it with the, the high school basketball postseason on the team's sports Playoffs a plenty. Yes, no doubt about that. All right, 7.33. Jim along with uh, the Buckeye boy today. So... I mean, just a lot of kind of random things about love on this day, which is Valentine's Day, and about why you love sports. Why do you love a particular sport? And do you love one sport more than any other sport? Which that's, to you and me, that's kind of a foreign concept. Yeah. Like, I love, I I do like one sport more than any other, but I kind of love sports, so it's more like... Football, basketball, hockey are love, and baseball's kind of single white female, right? Like a little bit of an obsession stalking type love. Gotcha. That makes sense. And then there are those those sports that they're they're an odd, not necessarily maybe an obsession, but an odd love mm-hmm. that are a little bit out of left field, like. Like for me, uh, not that not that they're weird sports or odd sports, because I, I love Supercross, Motocross. Right. But it's not a sport that most people consume. It's not the mainstream sport. It, it's like really being into downhill skiing or Formula Wrestling. Professional Wrestling, Formula One, mm-hmm. that they're, they're not st- the, the traditional stick and ball sport mainstream right. kind of thing. Not the traditional American loves. I have a strong affinity for the Canadian Football League. Yes, you do. I think it's fun to watch it. 
It is my my summertime way, pleasure. Way way to carry me through until football season starts. Mm-hmm. Thank you CFL for that. And you know, and even spring alternate football leagues like the XFL, USFL do have have an affinity. Do I care for that more than I do the NFL or college football? No. 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 Not at all. No. It's merely a sports fling mm-hmm. during that period of time. But uh, just your thoughts today on that. It's since like it is getting Valentine's the Day. curly fries from Walmart instead of just going to Arby's. Gotcha. Like, you know, it's, it's, okay. it's it'll good. do it's for good. now. It's not good But I want the real thing. Yeah. Exactly. It'll tide me over yep. until I can get the real thing. All right, 735. And uh, coming up next, I'll have a Wrigley Field Colorado Sports Trivia. Chance to win a $15 gift certificate to Wrigley Field on North Avenue. Home of the 15-minute lunch. If you don't get it in 15 minutes or less, it's half price. Their chicken fried steak. Had one the other day. Went uh, over there and uh, incredible. Chicken fried steak is fantastic. All right, 736. Jim along with the Buckeye Boy. And it's time for sound check. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Well, if you've been watching sports for any length of time, you know that the San Antonio Spurs used to be awesome. Now the Spurs suck. They're 11 and 43. They are four and a half games up, if you will, for last place in the Western Conference ahead of Portland. So naturally with that and with the number one overall pick and all the international eyeballs on Victor Wembanyama, it's easy to get caught up in the negativity that is social media and the public sphere. But Greg Popovich, head coach of the Spurs, says they go to great pains to make their players realize that social media doesn't really matter. We do the best we can to help them. Like, you know, we bring in speakers that even talk to them about the, uh, the uh, negatives of social media. Uh, and, you know, they don't have to be slaves to it. They don't have to live every moment wondering what somebody's saying about them, good or bad. Uh, people don't have to know when they go to the bathroom and eat a meal uh, or wash their car uh, that it shouldn't affect their lives at all. Uh, and the more we tell them, the more they live their lives not caring what anybody else says. You know, especially people they don't even know. Uh, and oftentimes it's even your relatives. Uh, you know, most people in your family don't know what the hell they're talking about when they tell you something about basketball, uh, unless it's, you know, somebody, one of their families, a coach or played or something like that. So uh, the more you can depend on your, on your teammates and yourself uh, to find your place in the world, I think the better off you are. So we try to get that across to them as much as we can and you know having speakers in and you know sharing books with them is part of the part of the process i like how he kind of like hits the tire on the curb of old man yelling at cloud with the oh yeah nobody needs to know when you go to the bathroom you know that's very much a belichickian thing to say about social media and then he kind of pulls it back between the mustard and the mayonnaise and keeps it on point but he's right a lot of the younger crowd and I can say that too because I'm old now a lot of the younger crowd you don't 
really have that perspective because that's all you've known is social media. You got to post on social media. Got to tell everybody what I'm doing all the time. And, and my thoughts always been, I, I don't really care. Yeah. I don't um, really I, care what most people are doing. Yeah. And, and my, my thing about it is I don't, I'm not the old man, get off my lawn. Mm -hmm. If you like social media, fine. That's great. If you enjoy it. Yeah, that's fine. Go. Enjoy. Have fun with it. When it turns mean-spirited, though, when it gets ugly. Yeah. That's that's the time where, where social media, and that's where I think what Popovich is talking about, which is a really good thing, particularly a young guy like Victor Wimbenyama, where that stuff can get in your head because mm -hmm. that stuff has impact because that's something you've been you've been immersed in. That's something yeah. that's part of your life, and it's good that they address it in that way that, hey, you need to understand that this, what what's, what some None guy... None of this is real. Yeah, what some guy in Chicago is saying about you... Some somebody, some troll mm -hmm. has no has no legitimate impact on you. This doesn't matter. Just does. Go Bill Murray from Meatballs. It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't. It doesn't no. matter. And you have to treat it that way. All right, seven forty. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Lucas Archuleta, Fruto Monument Wrestling Coach, will join us next. You're getting ready to load up and head to Denver for the state wrestling tournament. That's on the way next on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. They're a lot of fun. Oh. The Jim Davis Show. They're idiots. On Colorado's sports leader, the team. Talking through the Monument Wildcat Sports on the Jim Davis Show. Fruit of Monument Wrestling Coach Lucas Archuleta brought to you by the Rick Nelson Agency and American Family Insurance. For a free comparison, call this team of licensed professionals at 970-241-0078. Fruit of Monument Ranked third in the on-the-mat rankings in 5A wrestling as the state tournament gets underway tomorrow over in Denver. The uh, first session starts, uh, uh, actually, the, the yeah, the first session for 5A starts tomorrow uh, afternoon. Prelims at 4.30. Lucas Archuleta, Wildcats wrestling coach, joins us right now. Good morning, Lucas. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. So for your wrestling team, uh, a, a great performance uh, in the regional at Pine Creek. You finished second behind them. And uh, you're able to uh, crown some champions in that. Tatum Williams at 285, True Tobiasen uh, at 190, and also Kel Unrein uh, winning a 106-pound title. So some really good performances by those three wrestlers as they build momentum heading to the state tournament. Yeah, yeah. Um, they wrestled really well this weekend. You know, the whole team did. Um, they really got after it. Um, they all had that goal of getting over the state tournament. Um, we had, you know, a couple of them. We're fighting a little bit of a sickness. We got kind of got hit with, uh, I don't know, it was a cold or, or whatnot last week. Um, so they had to kind of fight through that just to get themselves to the state tournament. And now we're, we're all healthy and ready to go and, and ready to go over there and hopefully make some noise. So with, with Tatum, uh, of course, we've, we've had Tatum on when uh, you guys were our team's team of the week. He's put together a, a season record of 45-4, and four, fifth at state last year. He's qualified for the third time and uh, ranked as the number two 285-pounder. Uh, uh, certainly some, some expectations for Tatum to, to, to try to get to that, uh, that championship match and, and bring back a crown, the first for the Grand Valley in, since 2020. Yeah, definitely. You know, um, Tatum's been wrestling really well this year. Um, he's really dedicated himself to get better and get after it. You know, uh, he had to make that decision. Was he going to, you know, lose a little bit of weight and get down to 215s or, or stay there and wrestle? Uh, you know, 285, only weighing about 225. Um, 
he felt strong and, and good there at two two twenty five. Wanted to stay there and has done a great job. And uh, you know he's going to go out and he's going to compete and uh, you know and, and just do a good job getting uh, through the tournament this weekend and, and hopefully coming back with that state title. When you look at two eighty fives the biggest challenge for him there the wrestler that maybe poses the biggest challenge to him winning a state title who might that be you know um right now uh probably looking just kind of where we're sitting and everything probably uh we got to get through and, and wrestle the centaurus kid um he's been ranked number one all year um we haven't seen him at all and uh, you know so we we don't really know a whole lot about him um just that he, he's a, a big kid and, and pretty tough and and gets after it, so you know it'd be a good challenge for Tatum to get in there and just get after it and bang with him and see what happens. Xavier Valentin Bradford, Centaurus wrestler that uh, Lucas is referring to, the, the top rank wrestler at 285. You also have True Tobiasen, uh, placed uh, fifth uh, uh, at state twice. He's 30 and six, uh, ranked as a number three wrestler at 190. Mentioned that he won uh, his regional bracket last weekend. So uh, True hoping to to uh, also have his own success at the state wrestling tournament starting on Thursday. Yeah, you know, True's ready to go and get after it. You know, he's going to have to um, just buckle down and wrestle like he has been. You know, he's done a great job this year, you know, getting through there. Um, you know, hate to look forward uh, for anyone. You know, everyone in the state tournament is a tough match for all our wrestlers, um, and it really comes down to whoever really has the, the best weekend. You know, and I think we've trained well and we've prepared well, and and are ready to go, and I think True's going to get in there and get after it. Um, you know, a couple kids that he's going to have to, to get through there. You know, there, there's a Hoff Schneider from Ponderosa, who's a a big, strong kid um, that True's really going to have to buckle down to wrestle. Um, hopefully we see him in the semis, and then uh, the Pomona kid, um, more than likely, um, possibly in the finals. But, you know, at any point, anyone can be beaten, so who knows who we're going to match up against. Um, but Drew's ready to go and, and take on anyone who, who steps on that mat with him. We're talking with Fruto Monument wrestling coach Lucas Archuleta's Wildcats get ready to hop in the vans and head over to Denver for the state wrestling tournament. Uh, Kel Unrein also won a regional title at Pine Creek last weekend. Lucas, uh, freshman, he's ranked fifth at 106, has a 45-8 and eight record. So uh, for Kel, kind of take us through uh, what the bracket looks like at 106 for him. You know what? Uh, Kel's done a great job this year as well. You know, a great, I don't really know if it'd be a surprise, but a great, great addition with him coming in as a freshman, stepping in there and just resting well down at 106s. Um, you know, at 106 pounds, it's kind of a wide open deal there. Um, you know, Kel was a regional champ out there. Um, we're going, I think we match up right away with uh, um, Pomona, um, who actually at the time of regionals was ranked number three. Um, so, uh, you know, we're going to start off with a great matchup at the beginning to see where we're at and where we're ready to go. And, you know, sixes is wide open. If Kel wrestles the way that he can and has a good weekend um, and gets after it, you know, Kel can walk out of there with the state title as well. And certainly a guy that could be a wild card. Another one of your freshmen, Gage Telowitzki, 37-7, and seven, uh, third ranked at 120. Guy that uh, could surprise some people over at state. No, definitely. Definitely. You know, Gage has been a leader, um, you know, with the way that he works and prepares and gets after it, you know, as a freshman coming into the room. Uh, last week at regionals, you know, we, we matched up with uh, um, Ryle from Pine Creek, who's the number one ranked um, kid at, at his weight right now. Um, they're in the, the finals. Uh, Gage took second to him. And so we got to see what he's all about and, and see where he's at and, and what we need to work on a little bit this week. Um, I think Gage has prepared well. And, you know, the nice thing is is um, we're on the opposite side of the bracket as Ryle. 
Um, so if we see him, it's not going to be till the final. You also have LJ Georgia 126, Oren Meese at 144, Trent Target at 165 that also qualified along with Sean Franzen at 215. Kind of take us through those guys uh, that they didn't win regional titles but uh, wrestled well enough to qualify for state and and uh, a chance to, to maybe uh, surprise some people with their performances over in Denver. Yeah, you know, all of them have been wrestling well. Uh, LJ down 126 pounds, you know, he's a – he just – Gets on the mat and he goes after it. Um, he's wrestled a lot of the top-ranked kids very close, one or two-point matches, um, and just a couple things different. And some of those matches uh, could could come out in our favor. Um, so you know, I think LJ is going to be dangerous in that 126-pound bracket. Um, and again, you know, if he if he's ready to go and gets after it, um, there's a, a lot that LJ can do this weekend. Um, and then moving up, uh, 144, we have Warren. Um, Warren's always been. One of our leaders in the room, um, you know, he's, I think he was ranked six before last weekend. Um, didn't have the greatest regional, um, wasn't feeling well, uh, had been pretty sick leading up to that. And so, you know, still recovering through it. Um, but the biggest goal last week was to get to the state tournament. Um, he, he's got his work cut out for him this week. Um, you know, by placing fourth in the region, we ended up drawing um, the number one kid from Ponderosa right away um but Oren is dangerous um Oren can beat anybody when he's on his game and so you know this could be another one of those matches where we just get on a roll and keep rolling and and see where Oren takes it and and does a lot of good things so um, the next would be i'm sorry go ahead go, go ahead, ahead lucas no i just want to go on to trent but if you have a question no I'm, no no go ahead go ahead and tell me more about trent so you know trent's always been um one of the hardest workers we have um he's had a little bit of um, I think self-doubt. Um, I, I think Trent is probably one of the most talented kids in the state at that 165-pound bracket, and, and Trent definitely could be a wild card in there. He can upset any of those kids he, when Trent's on on his game, um, and it's going to be fun to see Trent go over there as a senior. Um, he has finally got himself over to the state tournament after the last couple of years of being one of the top-ranked kids and being upset at regionals. Um, and so he's just ready to let it let it flow and, and just get after it. We're talking with Furta Monument wrestling coach Lucas Archuleta. When you have a, a grappler with some self-doubt like that, how do you kind of reignite their confidence in themselves? Like stick and ball sports, you can dink and dunk on the football field. You can lay down a bunt, maybe get a bloop single. There's there's ways to kind of start inching that confidence back with the like a game plan. How do you do that in the wrestling room to try to get a kid's confidence back as you head towards the state tournament? I think the biggest thing is going back and reviewing some of the things that you've done, right, and going back in there and showing them, okay, when we're wrestling ball, here's where we're at. Okay, um, and, and some, sometimes that's going back to video. Sometimes it's just, you know, us talking through some things that happened that week um, and letting them see, okay, we do have success. It just we got caught in this situation. And then where can we make a plan? So if this happens again, we're able to fight through it and get out of it. And uh, I think Trent was really able to do that this last weekend. Um, it was probably one of the best that I've seen him wrestle in a while. Um, and so I'm really excited to see what he's going to do um, the next few days. Lucas Archuleta, Fruto Monument uh, wrestling coach, joining us in the program today. We've talked about a couple of your uh, freshmen and uh, their first experience at Ball Arena. How do you? They've wrestled in big matches, Warrior Classic, obviously, out at Central, but this is Ball Arena. This is a huge arena. It's a state wrestling tournament. How do you calm the nerves for those guys that this is their their first chance to compete at Ball Arena in the state wrestling tournament? Um, you know, I think for the, the 
freshmen we have coming in, um, these two have wrestled all over the country um, uh, in big tournaments. Uh, I know Gage has already wrestled at um, the high school nationals last year up in Virginia Beach. Um, so, you know, just they've been in the big arenas before. Um, and then this year, right before Christmas, we actually wrestled in the ball arena duels. Um, so we went down there, and there was eight teams that wrestled there. We, we dueled Eagle Crest at the time. Um, and we got to wrestle down on the ball arena floor, um, kind of see what it's like. Of course, it wasn't packed like it's going to be this weekend, but they at least got to see what it's like to be in the arena, um, in the tunnels, on the floor, um, you know, and just get kind of that feel of it. And, and finally, just in the last, the last 60 seconds we have, uh, you, you hope to be in a position to, to maybe contend for a state title. Certainly, when you look at uh, the on-the-mat rankings, Pomona, Ponderosa ahead of you in those rankings. Uh, Pine Creek, which you wrestled at last week in the regionals, right behind you. So uh, I hope that maybe things plat and you guys are in contention for maybe trying to win a, st- a team state title or at least uh, have a, a top-five finish, perhaps. Um, most definitely, you know, that's been our goal um, all along is just to go over and compete with those guys and, and see what we can do. Um, I really think if we get on a roll and we wrestle our matches and we make them come to us, um, we can do a, a lot of damage over this weekend and hopefully we'll come back with, uh, you know, some type of hard work as a team as well. Um, but, again, you know, it's one of those. Um, the nice thing is, is with Pomona, Ponderosa, you know, they're teams that are always – top in the nation you know i think they're both top 25 30 teams in the nation right now um if we go over there and compete with them and wrestle well then it just keeps us giving us confidence um going forward um you know the rest of the year here and into the next few years with the guys coming back hey lucas appreciate the time safe trip over to denver good luck to you and the wildcat wrestling team starting tomorrow thank you appreciate it appreciate lucas archuleta coach of the fruit of monument wrestling team once again the state wrestling tournament starts tomorrow and we'll take a break. We'll come back, and we'll go around the NFL coming up. Also next, our chance to win with our Wrigley Field Colorado Sports Trivia. That's on the way in Hour 2 on the Team Sports Network.